my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, January the 12th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness today. And uh, thank you for being with me as we break open God's word. And welcome back, my friends, to Ordinary Time. This is the first time we have seen it since the end of November. Uh, just before we got into Advent season, and then, of course, the season of Christmas afterward. Uh, and so it's the first time we've seen it anyway on a weekend. We uh, ended the Christmas season this last Monday with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And so we have been in ordinary time since Tuesday, even though many of us may not have known it. But uh, now we are celebrating what is the second Sunday in ordinary time, uh, because there is never a first, right? But that is just a conversation for a different day. <laughs> we always pick up with the second Sunday in ordinary time. Uh, okay, so we are going to break open God's word in a typical way today. We're going to read the first reading and the gospel, and they are so good. They are our readings you know well. Uh, again, as always, invite you as best you can, and, and listen, I'm speaking to myself here, uh, to not become so familiar with them that you don't hear where the Spirit is inviting you through the Word this time. Because the Word always has something new for us, always and always. Uh, And so the first reading is going to be from, as I look it up, there's some, you know, wonderful podcast time. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 3b to 10 and then 19. It's going to make sense. It'll flow well. But 1 Samuel chapter 3. And then the gospel, we're going to actually read out of John's gospel today. John chapter 1, verses 35 to 42. Again, very, very familiar. It's a, it's a reference that I cite very often, this story, because it's, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorites. Don't get me started. I know I told you I owe you a short one, and I'm going to do my best to honor that. So, with that, brothers and sisters, however you prepare yourself to hear the Word of God, I invite you to do that at this time as we dive in and open ourselves, our very beings, to the presence of God. A reading from the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel. Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. The Lord called to Samuel, who answered, Here I am. Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. I did not call you, Eli said. Go back to sleep. So he went back to sleep. Again, the Lord called Samuel, who rose and went to Eli. Here I am, he said. You called me. But Eli answered, I did not call you, my son. Go back to sleep. At that time, Samuel was not familiar with the Lord, because the Lord had not revealed anything to him as of yet. The Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Getting up and going to Eli, he said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli understood that the Lord was calling the youth. So he said to Samuel, Go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. When Samuel went to sleep in his place, the Lord came and revealed his presence, calling out as before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, 
for your servant is listening. Samuel grew up, and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Again, my friends, uh, I invite if there was any part of that that made you perhaps think of something uh, in your past. Maybe it made you think of the song, Here I Am, Lord. Maybe it, it's uh, a word, a phrase, an idea, an image that came to mind. Stick with it. Stick with it. Allow God to speak to you through that way, okay? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated, translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, aren't those terrific? Call and response. Call and response. Brothers and sisters, that is... They're in. There you go. You could probably shut the podcast off. You know I'm going to talk for another 10 minutes. But call and response. The call of God and our response. And God's continued response. Oh my gosh, it's so good. All right, first thing, before we even dive into that, why does the Christmas season end on the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord? It doesn't make any sense, right? We celebrate the Incarnation. We find Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger in a stable, right? That was only two and a half weeks ago. The next one is the Feast of the Holy Family, and it's 40 days after where um, it is uh, the cleansing, purification of Mary and uh, presenting the firstborn male uh, to God. Okay, that's still, Jesus is only 40 days old. Well, then we get the Feast of the Magi. Okay, we know he's two under two, at least at that point, at a minimum. Um, you know, because of what the, the Magi told Herod and when the star appeared and all those things. And ultimately, Herod's going to kill everyone two and under because of what the Magi said. At a minimum, Jesus is still very much an infant, right? Okay? And then all of a sudden, and that's all within the Christmas season, then all of a sudden, we celebrate the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. The Feast of, the, of Epiphany was last Sunday, Baptism of the Lord, is, is, was Monday this year. Sometimes it's on a Sunday as well when the Christmas season is shortened. Um, but uh, then all of a sudden Jesus is 30 years old. It, it's, it doesn't fit, right? It doesn't fit. 
You know, why, why don't we have him when he's lost in the temple or something like that? At least he's still a child. You know, he's 12. Well, brothers and sisters, remember that what we celebrate on Christmas is not merely, and I, and I put merely in quotation marks, it is not merely a birth 2,000 years ago. It is heaven and earth uniting, right? And, uh, and, and it does so in a way that sets the pattern for all of creation. All of creation. Heaven and earth are no longer separate. They are united. And where does that unification happen within your life and within my life? You know, one can argue in many wonderful ways, but as, as members of the body of Christ, we would say at our baptism, when we are immersed into Jesus Christ and we rise that new creation, right? And that whole image of Jesus being born is not just, you know, of course, it's, it celebrates, Christmas is celebrated three ways. Yeah, I mean, you all know this, forgive me for, for being, you know, just obvious. But we celebrate not only his birth in, in the world 2,000 years ago, we celebrate his birth into our lives and into the present moment. And we celebrate his birth and look forward to his, his coming at the end of time, right? It is, it is all three, yes, yes, and yes. Uh, and so it ends, of course, with Jesus being born within us because it, it calls to mind our own baptism and that unification and how we live as children of the light, right? As children of Christ. So as new creations, as a new Christ, by the way, right? As a new Christ. No, and, and that's very church. That's not, oh, Joe's doing some uh, new age thing. No, that is as, as churchy as it gets. We are a new Christ. Just, just look it up. Okay, so call and response, right? So two things, I think, for us to ponder in this. Um, as children of the light, as this new Christ, as this new creation, that God, brothers and sisters, I, and this is the first reading I'm going to focus on, uh, which is so good. God will call us. And we... Um, may miss it entirely. We may have no idea. The word for that in scriptures is sleep, right? We're not awake. We're sleeping to the idea that God is all around us and that God desires to speak to us. Praise be to God that God doesn't only do it once. And praise be to God that God gives us people around us to help us uh, understand and decipher the voice of God in our lives. And here's the deal. When God calls us, when God speaks to us, it's not an if God speaks to us. Brothers and sisters, God desires to speak to you. God has communicated with you. God is communicating with you. God will continue to communicate with you. I promise, on all three levels, on all three levels it is true. Whether we have heard the voice of God and recognized it and said yes is a process. And this is the process we see Samuel go through. And even Eli's oblivious to it at the end, until the end, right? I mean, that whole idea that it comes three times, this is not just, I mean, it's a wonderful image because we can see it happening within a night and we can see, you know, Samuel running in from his cot on the floor in the other room and seeing Eli and waking him up and all these things. It's a wonderful story. But it talks about process. It's a journey that we are able to listen and hear more effectively the voice of God, the call of God into our lives. 
Why does God desire to communicate with us? Because you are a beloved one. You are a beloved daughter. You are a beloved son. You are a beloved creation of God's as you are right now. And God desires to be a part of that creation and work with and through us to continue that creation within the world, that creation of uh, the kingdom of God, right? We are co-creators in that way, that we allow no less than Mary, the Spirit of God, to move in and through us to continue to give birth to Christ in and around us. God desires that, but to do so, God's got to get our attention. And here's the deal. It won't happen just once. Yep, you and I, we've missed it before, I guarantee you, and we'll miss it again. We've been asleep. But the more we are open to the Spirit, the more we are able to tune in to the language, not only that God speaks, but that you individually speak. Because the language you speak and listen to is different than the one that I speak and listen to, and it's different than the person you are closest to in your life. It is different than the language they speak and listen to. You and I must be able to discern the voice of God who speaks to us in our own language. But we may need other people to help us discern that. Samuel did. It may be a spiritual director in our life. It may be a priest or a nun that we, we trust. It may be a, uh, a good friend. It may be our spouse. It may be uh, a, somebody at church. It may be a neighbor. It may be a, a child. It can be anyone, but it's someone that you trust to say, here's what happened to me, and I'm kind of feeling like this may be something, and we get an outside opinion, but make sure it is someone you trust, someone whose voice uh, perhaps, or someone who you respect and, and perhaps have seen um, that spirit of God work through them. Somebody you're like, oh, they, they seem to, to understand and hear the word, okay? And hear God's voice. God will speak to us. God desires communication with us. It will sound, listen, it's not going to be like the movie Ten Commandments where Moses goes up on the mountain and thunder and lightning and the voice of God sounds like this. You know, of course we're going to notice that. Samuel would have noticed that. They were not, Samuel's not dumb. The voice of God sounds like Eli. It sounds like somebody we know. The voice of God sounds so common that we don't even listen to it. But brothers and sisters, it is in the common and every day that the holy comes to us. Why would God do anything else? God came to us in the, the most common, in a stable. Right? God comes to us in bread every time we approach the altar. Is there anything more common than that? God will speak to you. God desires it. He will do it repeatedly. And it will come through in a way that seems uncommonly common. I mean, we need to be women and men who sharpen our ears. Make sure you've got someone to help you with that discernment. Second point, and then I'll be done. Second point is this. i got to go to the gospel. Again, call and response. Call and response. You know, kudos to Andrew and whoever else the other disciple was who were following John. They had, they had devoted their life to John the Baptist. John says, listen, behold the Lamb of God, and boom. They were able to sever that tie pretty quickly. I am In the gospel, it takes, what, three words? It's obviously, it's harder than that. How do we sever ourselves from something we have committed 
to so deeply. But when that person, I mean, I'm not saying, hey, let's leave the marriage. That's what this Joe is telling. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <clears throat> that credit to them that when John pointed them and said, no longer follow me, follow that one, they were able to do it. That's not my point. My point is they followed Jesus. And then those of you who've been longtime listeners know exactly what I'm going to say. It's my favorite interchange, perhaps, in all of Scripture. Jesus looks at them, and he asks the question, the question, which, of course, is what he asks you, and he asks me. What are you looking for? Why are you following me? Why are you listening to this podcast? Why are you going to Mass? Why do you say prayers at night? Why, why do you, you pray the rosary in the morning? Why do you watch the chosen? Why do you, what, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? Right? That's the question. What do you want out of me? Now, their answer is brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Rabbi, teacher, where are you staying? Meaning, where can we find you? In a sense, it goes back to the first reading, right? Where can I find you? Because, boy, you sound pretty dang common. You sounded like my, my master, Eli. Huh? Where can I find you? How can I know that? And Jesus' brilliant response, come, come. I'll teach you to see. I'll teach you to be awake. So you see me everywhere because that's where I am. Brothers and sisters, it's so good. You know, and then we could talk about, you know, their response and going out and finding in Peter and, and doing that. It's all worth conversation. But really, the question is, or, or not the question, point is, our God desires communication. And it's going to come to us repeatedly and it will sound common. Let's make sure we have people there to help us discern. But ultimately, the question God is going to first ask us is, what are you looking for in this relationship? And the more to which we devote ourselves to that relationship, the more our God will allow us to see God's presence everywhere. Listen, I'm going to end with this. Um... There's a wonderful album. Super Tramp's Breakfast in America came out in like 1978. I was 13 years old. I bought it. I don't even think I realized how good it was at the time. It's grown on me over the years. It is a terrific album. Terrific. But it ends with a song called Lord Is It Mine. And there's a lyric. I'm going to, it's about two sentences long. I'm going to read it to you. But this is the last verse. It says, if only I could find a way to feel your sweetness through the day, the love that shines around me could be mine. So give us an answer, won't you? We know what we have to do. There must be a thousand voices trying to break through. Yeah. There are a thousand voices around us. How do we discern which one's God's? We've got to spend time, more than an afternoon, what Andrew and the other disciple did. The more time we, discern, we spend with our God in silence, the more we will be able to discern that voice that is trying to break through, break through from the other 999 that promises something else. Call and response, brothers and sisters. Our God will call, has called, is calling. How do we respond? Let's pray. 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Appropriately enough, the first luminous mystery, the baptism of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Thanks for being with me as we break open God's Word this week. May your week be filled with every good blessing. Be well.